Uh, we work with you know some of the biggest multinationals in the world. Yeah. Uh, we've also been uh, we've also been um, very privileged in that we have had the opportunity to work with some of the biggest celebrities and personalities globally when they come to the African continent. Nice. And I think the, the next level for the next level for us is to is to be an example of a company that can produce world class work uh-huh. right from Africa. And to be um, starting to tell our own African stories and take them uh, to a global audience in a way that uh, audiences uh, enjoy it uh, for the quality of the work uh, rather than some sort of. Welcome to Making It in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Tata Mondo. Today, we have a special guest, an entrepreneur, investor, film producer, speaker, and co-founder and CEO of Fort, an award-winning independent creative content and production network with a head office in Johannesburg, South Africa. That's Shukri Tofield. Thank you for joining us today, Shukri. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. And I, I, I've noticed that you have a degree in law and politics and an executive MBA, but you believe in non-traditional sources of knowledge. Do you mind expanding more on this and also talk about why you founded the Rainmakers Journal and what it is about? So, yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to be uh, on what I think is a really important podcast. I think um, I, I really buy into the need for dialogues Uh, of this nature so well done uh, to you and your team for this thank you um yeah you know as someone who who is um been exposed to uh to this traditional um uh education and uh knowledge gathering um as an entrepreneur i it just struck me that the knowledge that i that i learned from ordinary people was so much more uh, um interesting one uh valuable too um and and i think and also um just added to a much richer sort of learning experience um rather than a traditional classroom textbook sort of environment so i um as an entrepreneur had traveled to over uh, 11 african countries and to many other countries around the world doing what i uh do yeah. and um and it was little conversations with a a uh, shop owner or a cab driver or a um you know someone that you meet uh, on the side of the road that really st- stuck with me more than anything and something that became my greatest uh, learning tool was my journal and so i would write things down and when you write things down it really changes the frequency of it you know it really changes makes it real yeah. and so when i look back on the things that shaped me I realized that my journal formed such a, an important part of my um sort of learning curve. Okay. And so I started the Rainmakers Journal to encourage people to journal and to create a platform for uh non-traditional sources um of knowledge from ordinary people. Oh, okay. That 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 sounds interesting. So from what I just heard you mentioning So do you mean to say that uh, there's actually more learning outside the classroom than it is in the classroom? Yeah, I mean I think I think the the, the I think they I think people must must 
be aware of the of the knowledge and the wisdom that they sit on and that's all around them and i think that's really important for people to be aware of and i think that people must not feel like traditional informa- uh, education is the only path to sort of gaining knowledge and um, and they need to sort of take heed of the lessons that they can learn just you know in their ordinary surroundings yeah that's true uh, your company fort was originally created to pay back student loans but you changed it to one that empowers and drives change today what does fort exactly do now and what was the reason for this major shift so we we i was a you know a 22 year old student and my business partner was 21 and we were uh students at the University of Cape Town yeah and uh we needed to pay back we needed to pay back our student loans and so we started this business we didn't have a um we didn't own a car so we would take a uh a train a public train in South Africa you know to our clients and our pictures were crafted on trains and rehearsed on the streets as we walked to and from our clients and so when you get past that survivalist part of being an entrepreneur you realize that there's a form of entrepreneurial activism that can take place and so we then created uh, a shared value model uh, or a shared prosperity model in which we donated 10% of the company's profits to the employees and 1% to the uh, training and development fund and so for us we fundamentally wanted to shift the role of a business in society and um, and make sure that like everything that we do every day on a day-to-day basis um in in drives change not in terms of what we do but also in terms of everybody that is a um part of the value chain of this business. Oh, I got you. What you really do is amazing as you mentioned that uh you donate 1% of the company to the community trust uh, as well as 10% to the employee fund. I understand that not a lot of African businesses do this. Is it the struggle of you growing up as an entrepreneur that made you do this or what inspired your company to 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 do this? I think it's a it's an increasing sort of um uh trend around the world in that people are um waking up to the fact that this idea that a company exists to enrich shareholders yeah. is a very archaic understanding of what a business should be and so we have employees that have been with us for 10 years that need to buy homes and you know start families and send their kids to school and um and why should they spend their life um only enriching the shareholders when they actually play an important part of that and so i think for me it was um to set the example uh in an industry where it actually hadn't been done before. Yeah. So did you have other people following your footsteps or you just the only one in that industry that's that's only that's doing that? I think and I stand uh to be corrected, but I think we're the only company at this stage that has done that uh in our industry and in our uh part of the world as well. Uh, that that's really amazing man i should applaud you for doing that uh, i understand that you have investment in, investments in some of the most exciting businesses and startups across media and technology what drives you to want to invest in a company is it the owners the opportunity the idea or, or what do you look for before investing what do you look for in a company so i think i think you know everything is done on a deal by deal basis i think um i think first and foremost Uh, you know you need to try and find a a business that's not necessarily new or revolutionary but actually um has the ability to uh run a sustainable and viable business so 
is it a viable business? That's number one. Then number two, um, do you have the requisite leadership to be able to drive that business forward? And at, at times, investments are um, a, a practice of backing a jockey um, more so than actually a business. Um, and then ideally, you'd want a business that is scalable um, and able to productize and able to have some sort of inherent value and IP outside of the people that exist within the business. So those are for me the three areas that I look at um, when trying to see if I'm able to add value to that particular organization. Oh, I get you. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how successful have you been with your recent investments in these companies and these startups? Have you been successful? What has been your success rate? If you don't mind me asking, you can you, you can you cannot answer if you don't want to. But so so I must so I um I'm at the beginning of this of uh, I would say I'm at the bottom of an S curve if you like of 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 an investment cycle. So you know recently I was a a lion in uh, Lion's Den, which is like a Shark Tank equivalent um, of a sort of a VC funding round oh, okay. and um, and the thing is about investment is you have to you have to say no 99 times and say yes once you know yeah. out of a hundred so um, we, we've made one or two investments and um, I think I'll be able to give you a better answer in a year or two once we know sort of uh, what the growth and return on investment um, has been like Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to, to get back on you on that. Uh, so uh, this podcast, I made it to encourage uh, Africans to get into entrepreneurship. So my question would be like, how can we encourage more Africans to get into business ownership? How can we do that? So I think, I think uh, in a few ways, I think the, the first one is if you have a viable job yeah. and you have a really, um, and you're successful in a work environment, I think... Uh, the, and this is a growing trend in, a, in an African context as well, is that it's your role, it's your duty, in fact, to send that elevator back down and to have some sort of like side hustle. Um, by virtue of the fact that you're in a privileged position to be able to uh, have lines of credit and um, have the credibility of having a job, I think that more people in that sort of role should be backing uh, entrepreneurs. Um, and therefore playing their role within an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, secondly, I think that people need to think differently about entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship um, is not only a hawker on the side of the road um, or someone who is doing something out of a survivalist sort of uh, need. Um, but I think that building up the skills and resilience to be an entrepreneur uh, as we move forward into sort of disruptive times, I think is probably the most responsible thing that anybody could do. Because having, I don't think that we're in a world of job security in inverted yeah. commas any longer. Um, you could come to work and you could be retrenched. That's and the true. question then you have to ask yourself is, have you built up the resilience, the knowledge, the skills, the contact to be able to send for yourself? Um, and so for me, it's uh, it's not a sexy path to take. It's not easy. If you think you have that ability, you have the drive, you have the need for that level of self-actualization, then I would say go out and do that because I think, um, you know, Africa is not built through policies and government um, programs, yeah. but it's dealt um, 
it is built on an individual basis by entrepreneurs on the ground. Yeah, that, that's true. I agree with you. Uh, the, 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 the thing that I usually face when I encourage or try to encourage other Africans to get into business is that uh, they always talk about the risk. They'd rather have somebody take the risk on their, on their behalf than for them to take that, that risk. As you mentioned, you can get retrenched at any time. There's no job security if you're working for somebody else. But if you're working for yourself, you can take as much risk as you can. And you know, and you can you, you can always make sure you you, you in in in, a, in the best spot at the end of the day. But if somebody's taking that risk on your behalf, they don't really care. They're looking out for their own best interests. So that's why I would rather be a business owner than to work for somebody else. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No, I totally agree. I think that's I think that's well well said. Uh, thank you. So uh, I'm going to move on to the next question. It kind of sounds like the same question that I asked before, but uh, uh, I'll just throw it out there. What advice do you have for a young African that would want to start their own business or thinking of starting one today? What advice do you have for them? Um, I would say, I would say first and foremost, start. You know, yeah. um, don't wait until the, there's the perfect moment because the perfect moment will never, will never come. Um, start um, and um, and and try and sort of surround yourself with with good people. You are the five people you spend time with. So make sure that those people are um, enriching you, driving you, um, and uh, supporting your your hustle. Um, and so, if you again, you know, in life, there are sheep and there are shepherds. Yeah. And uh, we must not try and make sheep shepherds. And if you are a shepherd. You should not be working on your hands and knees uh, among the flock. You need to stand up and uh, and uh, take your rightful place uh, as a shepherd under the shade, um, under a tree. And that is a lonely journey and one that requires great, great sacrifice. Okay. So that is, that's what I would say to them. Well, that's very inspiring and that's very true. And I know you don't have uh, a lot of time with me here, so I'm going to jump on to the next question. What does Ford need to get onto the next level? What does your company need to get onto the next level? So I think Ford um, has positioned itself well as a uh, content creator and uh, as people that uh, uh, help brands and uh, companies tell their story better through traditional advertising, marketing, communications, and, you know, content production. And we've done that at a global scale. You know, we've done it across Africa in 17 African countries. Uh, we work with, you know, some of the biggest multinationals in the world. Yeah. Uh, we've also been, uh, we've also been um, very privileged in that we have had the opportunity to work with some of the biggest celebrities and personalities globally when they come to the African continent. Nice. And I think the, the next level for the next level for us is to is to be an example of a company that can produce world class work uh-huh. right from Africa and to be um, starting to tell our own African stories and take them uh, to a global audience in a way that uh, audiences uh, enjoy it. Uh, for the quality of the work uh, rather than some sort of uh, pity um, sort of um, purchase or uh, desire to watch something. Oh, I got you. Uh, that sounds awesome, man. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, what's your Instagram and your company's Instagram for those that will be interested in uh, following up with you? 
Yeah, so my Instagram, uh, my Instagram and all my social media platforms is at Shukri Tofi. So that's S H U K R I T O E F Y. So that's Shukri Tofi. And then um, it's at Fort Network. F O R T and then N E T W O R K. Um, so at Shukri Tofi and at Fort Network. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to. Uh, collaborating with uh, with uh, people not only from Africa but also around the world. Thank you for taking your time to do this today. I appreciate your time. Uh, this is Tata Mondo with the Making It Africa podcast. Today we're with Shukri. Shukri, thank you again. I appreciate it, man. All the best, man. Cheers. All right, cheers. Hi. This is Todd Tomondo. I understand that entrepreneurship can be difficult and stressful sometimes. I decided to make it less stressful and less complicated by creating different courses that can help you succeed in business. In the courses, we discuss topics such as raising money for your first business, finding mentors, how to overcome rejection in business, how to use social media to find business partners, and customers and other people that can help your business. We discuss a lot of important entrepreneurship topics. The link to the courses is available in each and every podcast description. I hope my courses will be helpful and I good luck in all your business endeavors.